Welcome to day 78 of Shaped by the Word, season 2, the drama of Scripture. We find ourselves in the middle of the Exodus story, which is a, a wonderful story as God has delivered His people and He has uh, brought them out into the wilderness to form the as His people. Uh, we have done a good job of leaving you every week on Friday with a nice little cliffhanger. <laughs> so we got the people through the Red Sea to the other side of the Red Sea. The Egyptian army is defeated, but we miss the song of celebration. So we start this week with celebration, and we'll do the same thing to you this week. We will take you all the way up until the point when Moses is about ready to see, or the glory of the Lord is about ready to be revealed to Moses, and we'll just stop right there uh, and have you hanging for another weekend. So we look forward to reading with you this week. We uh, begin with the song of Moses in Exodus 15. And as we always do before we read Scripture, we prepare our hearts and minds to not only to read Scripture and to hear the Word of the Lord, but to meet with the Lord and be formed by His Spirit in His presence. So, Matt, you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank You for the grace we have in Christ Jesus. We thank You for this time together um, to, to hear from You, to, to respond to You uh, as well. And so, Father, help us as we do read Your Word and, and respond to You in worship, uh, Father, to be uh, encouraged by your word, transformed by it, um, convicted, comforted, and, and however you see fit. Father, we thank you um, for this time together. We thank you that um, you have spoken to us. And so we pray with David that you would help us to behold wonderful things from your word. Uh, it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. And by the way, we we're <coughs> praying with David, son of Jesse, uh, not David Keefe, who is here at this table. I'm Paul Kemp with David Keefe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have Paul Kemp here, by the way, with Matt Krasge, who just prayed for us, David Keefe, uh, who's on the other side of the table from me, and of course, Katie Kresge, who sitting is Katie Kresge. Sitting at your left hand. That's jokes. right. <laughs> Genesis 15, verse 1. Then Moses and Israelites sang the song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted, both horse and rider. He is hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. Here is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he is hurled into the sea. The best of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them. They sank to the depths like a stone. Your right hand, Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, Lord, shattered the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you threw down those who opposed you. You unleashed your burning anger. It consumed them like stubble. And by the blast of your nostrils, the waters piled up. The surging waters stood up like a wall. The deep waters congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy boasted, I will pursue. I will overtake them. I will divide the spoils. I will gorge myself on them. I will draw my sword, and my hand will destroy them. But you blew your breath, and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who among the gods is like you, Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders? You stretch out your right hand, and the earth swallows your enemies. In your unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them in your holy dwelling. The nations will hear and tremble. Anguish will grip the people of Philistia. The chiefs of Edom will be terrified. Leaders of Moab will be seized with trembling. The people of Canaan will melt away. Terror and dread will fall on them. By the power of your arm, they will be still as a stone until your people pass by, Lord, until the people you bought pass by. You will bring them to your end and plant them on the mountain of your inheritance, the place, Lord, you made for your dwelling, the sanctuary, Lord, your hands established. 
the Lord reigns forever and ever. When Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and horsemen went into the sea, the Lord brought the waters of the sea back over them, but the Israelites walked through the sea on dry ground. Then Miriam, the prophet, Aaron's sister, took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women followed her with timbrels and dancing. Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted, both horse and driver, he is hurled into the sea. Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went into the desert of Shur. For three days they traveled in the desert without finding water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink the water because it was bitter. That is why the place is called Marah. So the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What are we to drink? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it in the water, and the water became fit to drink. There the Lord issued a ruling instruction for them and put them to the test. He said, If you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Then they came to Elam, where there were twelve springs and seventy palm trees, and they camped there near the water. Uh, That's a nice sight. All the palm trees and all those springs, 12 springs and 72 palm trees after three days mm-hmm. in the desert, not finding any water. But of course, this is part of what the Lord is doing, uh, causing them to look to him rather than to look to their natural resources or the resources around them. So we have a wonderful little song. Katie is, uh, <laughs> is a lover of song. Um, what are some of the things that you see in this passage? Well, just the first thing is more of a general observation, which is there the their initial way to celebrate is by singing, which I'm quite partial to that. So um, I just think it's it's one of those examples in scripture where we see that God has created us to celebrate in song, and it's just a part of us. So and it's a beautiful song. You probably yeah you've probably noticed this in your children as, as they're young mm-hmm. uh, that they love to sing. Mm-hmm. And they love to. I know my grandkids even make up songs on the spot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and sing of everything that's happening to them. But mm-hmm. joyful, a joy, uh, singing joyfully is a joyful response. And somehow, over the years, we learned to tone that down just a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, rather than letting our hearts dance and letting our hearts sing and mm-hmm. letting our hearts be merry. And of course, you have dancing here as well. And I know a lot of people who listen to this bod- so podcast are very Baptist. We're allowed to dance? Uh, not you, David, okay. but uh, <laughs> almost everybody else in the room. <laughs> even in these songs, though, you know, they're speaking of so many of the truths of the character of God. And even though in my own kids, even last night, they were actually singing some songs about who, who God is. And mm-hmm. and we see that obviously spelled out throughout this song. And so not only are they just singing in response, but also singing about who God is, what he's done, and how good he is because of that. And so I love how truths about God can also be passed on you mm-hmm. know, through those songs. Yeah. And they're, they're remembered and they're you know recited. Verse 10, I think, is just one example of many um, in the song that um, just displays the power of God. Um, but you blew with your breath and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. I mean, all he had to do is just blow, blow yeah, his breath. And it's just, it's this is an army that was headed towards them and they were scared out of their minds. And But because they've seen and experienced the power of the Lord, they can see that he, their power, the power of this army, has nothing, nothing on their God. It's a beautiful example. And, and of course, the instruction of Moses, you know, to them was be still and see the victory uh, of your Lord. Yeah. And, and of course, that is a beautiful picture of, uh, 
the great works of the Lord are not great exertions on the part of the Lord. Right. Uh, his great works in you know, speaking the universe into being, uh, his great works of salvation, his great works. Matter of fact, uh, the work of salvation is the one that physically cost him on the cross. Uh, but you have these you have these works and you you do have it and I love the way that you did does the same thing I was thinking when I saw it is just mm-hmm. and, and the enemy is defeated yeah. and there is no god like our our god mm. yeah and I love the contrast you know that they draw out in talking about that where you know they say your right hand lord was majestic in power your right hand lord shattered the enemy but then it goes to the enemy and it says that the enemy is going to you know the enemy boasted that it's going to do all these things you know with my hand I will destroy them and they, they look to themselves for their, their strength and mm-hmm. sufficiency and, and victory. And, and yet Israel responded rightly to the Lord, that the Lord will fight for them. You know, they only have to be still. And it was the Lord's arm who was not too short to save, you know. And, um, and then I love verse 11, who among the gods is like you, Lord? There's that, that we talked about that refrain that we're going to find throughout this narrative where um, Pharaoh says, "You know who is the Lord? I don't know the Lord." Mm-hmm. And then you get this in the in the song of the people. You know, not just a again a, a theological statement to believe, but but something to to celebrate. Who is among the Lord? Uh, who is um, among the gods? Who is like you, Lord? These are you know these are images that invite us in to experience them. Uh, you know, to behold the Lord's majesty, His awesome glory, and to rejoice in His you know, His wonders and His works. I think it's interesting that they look back at what just happened, and then they also have, there's a part of the song where they're looking forward mm-hmm. um, to, to w- the land that they're about to be given, and that it will be handed to them by the Lord, and th- that they'll do nothing to earn it, nothing to, to work for it. And so I thought that was a cool looking back and then looking forward. And if you have an, you know, an argument, what you often do in Scripture from the greater to the less, you know, if God could do this, you know, to Egypt, and think of what He could do to Edom or to the Canaanites, which are just kind of tribal, you know, city states. You know, at this point, nothing like you know the powers of Egypt. And even though they they've, they've learned this lesson, they rejoice in this lesson. When it comes to coming up to the land of Canaan, they will shrink back, forgetting what the Lord has done, forgetting, you know, that He is majestic and holiness, awesome and glory, and a God who works wonders. Yeah. And of course, three days pass, and they're already starting to grumble a bit. I, I would be too. I three, would be da- three days right. in the three days in the <laughs> desert. You know, three days in the desert without water—that's a long. You know, that's a long time. But it really is. As you know, as we come to the speeches in Deuteronomy before they finally do go into the promised land, uh, we'll learn that the Lord is doing this to teach them to look to Him. And to realize that uh, you don't live by your human resources alone, but by instruction that comes from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he does at the end. He said, here is instruction for, for me to you at this moment. If you will be faithful to me in the way that I have been faithful to you, that you'll keep my, dec- my commands and my decrees, then none of the wasting plagues that have come on the Egyptians uh, will come on you because I am uh, Yahweh Rapha, you know, the God who who heals you and we learned so many things you know from the names of of god uh, in the new testament we've uh, already seen him as uh, el roy uh, the god who sees uh, el shaddai and the god who is mighty uh, so and now we're introduced to him as el rafa the god who brings wholeness mm-hmm. um the in verse 23 they come to mara which that immediately made me think of 
um, the book of Ruth, when Naomi um, has lost her sons and her husband, and they're coming back um, into back into the land of Judah, um, right? They're coming mm-hmm. to Judah. And she tells the people there not to call her Naomi anymore, but to call her Mara, which means bitter, um, because she's lost everything. And to her, she, she is bitter. <laughs> and then what do we see in her story? I mean, we see the Lord's hand providing and continuing to preserve his people. And of course, her great-grandson, or maybe great-great-grandson, I can't remember the details, it turns out to be David, son of Jesse, as mentioned earlier. <laughs> <laughs> what an incredible story, that, uh, uh, journey that uh, Katie has just taken us on. You're welcome. But what a great Hebrew reference but from, from Mara to Mara. Yeah, I didn't realize uh, that it was called Mara, and it made me think of the book of Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but it is, I, it, I love the little, I love the little reference in the in the middle of that. That's why they called it Mara, yeah. because mm-hmm. the waters, you know, the waters mm-hmm. were bitter. And, and of course, you know, the miracle is not in the, in the piece of wood. The, the miracle was in the, the hand of the Lord, uh, ably providing for his people in the most difficult of circumstances. And of course, it's a hard lesson for all of us, you know, to learn. We feel uh, when we are near bitter waters and we feel like we are, you know, deep in the desert that, uh, uh, the same God who has just uh, done wonderful works, you know, uh, in defeating the Egyptian army is also the God who is powerfully at work in our circumstances in order to accomplish uh, his will and his purpose. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, in verse 13, you know, as, they're, as they're singing this song, they, they recite this phrase that, speaking of God, in your unfailing love, you will lead the people, you know, you have redeemed. You know, so they're reciting this great truth that, that God will lead them, he's redeemed them. You know, they're reciting maybe some of what's just happened with coming out of Egypt, and yeah, three days later, they're grumbling. They're kind of already forgotten exactly what God's done, but then he in his graciousness provides them what, you know, the 12 streams with the 70 palms, like this is great. To their grumbling, he gives so much grace and so much compassion, so much love, and he proves to be the unfailing, loving redeemer that they were just singing about, even though they grumbled against him, he still provided what a good God, and I see that in my own life as well. No, no, he is a God who, who knows how to provide both in plenty and, 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 and want. Uh, there's nothing in the difference in our character of our God or the power of our God when we find ourselves in those lean moments and we find ourselves in the abundant moments. And, and sometimes our responses are far better in lean moments than they are in, in moments of abundance. So mm-hmm. The psalmist you know, prayed neither to make him too rich nor too poor. Too, too poor that he might forget and steal bread mm-hmm. and too rich that he might forget the goodness of the Lord. And, uh, so we respond in different you know, circumstances. Katie, I'm um, surprised you didn't also catch that uh, not only did they break out in song, but every woman mm-hmm. seemed to have a timbrel. They all had their timbrels. So they all brought their, they, they all, they all brought their I instruments. I timbrel in my they, garden. They, they all brought, on stage, though. They all brought their... Uh, <laughs> we might have one this Sunday. Uh, yeah, probably so. Yeah. David wants to play the timbrel. <laughs> All right, I don't know how to recover from this, but we are at the end of our time. So for those of you that were looking for a bold spiritual moment moment as we moved out of this, we are so sorry. Uh, (laughs) Heavenly Father, thank you for meeting us in Scripture. Thank you for giving us a song and something to dance about. Mm -hmm. And Father, we uh, ask your forgiveness for losing our joy and our childlike response to you in wonder. Uh, Thank you for your great works. Uh, in rescuing your people and establishing them as a people. Thank you for your even greater work on the cross in which you established us as your sons and daughters. You're a good and a holy God. Amen. Amen.